the fourth episode is when the podcast of Spurious Mo- I've said it wrong already. Let's try again. Bang. The fourth episode is when a podcast of spurious morality changes, and we're not sure we're ready. Welcome to a podcast of spurious morality. Uh, it's the Torchwood episode. Uh, Torchwood One Nightmares came out a few weeks ago. We've all listened to it. We've all loved it. Uh, the spoiler warning this week is basically Torchwood. Anything Torchwood we could potentially talk about. So if you're not fully up to date with Torchwood and the various big finish ranges, you have been warned. Uh, joining me this week, I've got Tom. Hello. And I have also got Alex. Yo, yo, yo. Um, that's, wow. That That's the second most animated hello that we've had last week. Uh, Jake Jake did 1066 in the style of Noonan. Ready. Oh, don't, don't make me competitive. Don't bring out my competitive side. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yep, yeah, we've decided that we want to talk about Torchwood because there's been some absolutely brilliant Torchwood at Big Finish. Um, We like the TV show as well, obviously. There's just tons to talk about. So I'm going to dive straight in and ask you, Tom, what would you say your favourite Torchwood monthly Big Finish range release is? Oh, well, there's so many. Um, I've been recently, uh, in preparation for the podcast, I've been listening to you know doing a massive torture binge and it's just such a strong range uh, recently last night i listened to the dollhouse and i'm on a bit of a high after that because it was Woo! it's so fun and it yeah exactly dollhouse love uh, i don't get why it, it gets a bit hated on because I, I think it was amazing it it it's got some really interesting things about uh like tone and, and like it's sort of like a pastiche on like an american pilot but then it sort of like rejects Torchwood, the is, is so cool. Uh, so that's a big favourite of mine at the minute. Also, Ghost Mission, which is the first uh, Norton uh, audio, who's a big uh, Torchwood, big Finnish original character, and that is so fun. Uh, both he and uh, Tom Price's PC Andy, they're both brilliant in that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is difficult to choose, isn't it? Uh, mm. But I'm still going to make Alex choose. What do you think? Uh, smashed. I will not be taking questions at this time. <laughs> um, I mean, people do consider to be uh, consider Smash to be one of the weaker ones, but it's still so good. It's still a brilliant listen, and Eve Miles is absolutely on fire oh, yeah. throughout. No, she's so good. I mean, I'm excited to get to it, because Eve Miles I... is acting drunk for an hour. I mean, it sounds like a blast. Uh, I love that she has a little writer's credit. Or like, because um, she did so much improv, I guess, for the story that she has a little like special credit <laughs> oh, no for coming way. up with her own dialogue. Um, I, I just like it because like, uh, I know it spoke a lot to like a lot of my background, um, like a lot of my mates growing up and 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 even now, um, a lot of them are from like small communities, like the community in Smashed. Um, and like the, the metaphor about like the, the, you know, drug and alcohol abuse and, 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 uh, being stuck in sort of like no growth economic, uh, I'm trying not to swear, <laughs> uh, just like an absolute <laughs> mess. Like it, it spoke a lot to me. Um, uh, so yeah, 
I plus it's scary. It's a scary story. People talk about it being a comedy. I don't get it. Like it's genuinely like it's like it's Wicker Man meets Inferno. Um, <laughs> I quite like it. Meets a Saturday Night Out. <laughs> a lot of Torchwood is quite scary. Like it's, some of it's genuinely really unsettling stuff. I mean, it, it's you... it's always been able to push boundaries that Doctor Who hasn't. It's always you know mm. from day one. Literally the episode day one, actually. At least modern day Doctor Who, you know, post thousand five. I know in the in the wilderness era there was some uh, very Torchwood esque stuff. Yeah, the uh, the new adventures were all a bit grown up. But I think the early new adventures actually suffered from the same problem as a few of those early Torchwood episodes. They were too busy going, look, look how grown up we were. We've got sex and swearing and everything. They were so busy doing that they actually kind of didn't really manage to get across adult storytelling. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. I'm a bit of a Torchwood Series 1 apologist, me. I oh, love no. oh, no. no! Don't get me... <laughs> Silly and funny. I love, funny. I love Torchwood Series 1. I think it's great, but I Cyber do think one. there's a turning point where it does suddenly become brilliant. Um, I know what you mean. Sort of Pro- last... Probably around like Random Shoes territory or Captain Jack. Random Shoes is my uh, least enjoyed episode of Torchwood Season 1. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I Like I said, I like it for the cat factor. Like, you're, you're watching, you're like, what is this? Like, is this drama? Is this comedy? Is this, like, alien pterodactyl attacks? Um, like, yeah, <laughs> it's good. Cyber Woman owns. Um, it's my high point. <laughs> and it's, it's great how it can be so incredibly mad and diverse. And I think Big Finish has really, really managed to pick up on that. Uh, I'd say my favourite episode of the month, please. It's a fairly recent one, actually. Uh, the Great Sontaran War. Mm. Absolutely mm. loved it. There's so much going on there, you know, so much subtext about sort of prejudice and that kind of thing. But you've also got a Sontaran with a cat called Field Marshal Cat. It's brilliant. Um, I absolutely loved that episode, and I just thought it was it was really well done, and it was far more than just you know, a comedy where a Sontaran has a cat, which you look at the cover and you'd be forgiven for thinking, oh, yeah, it's just, you can see where this is going. No, it's got quite a heavy message in there as well. Yeah, it's got quite, like, like I think that's something I really appreciate about the Torchwood um, plays. They're um, they're always, they're not heavy necessarily, but they're, 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 there's something going on beneath the surface, and I really appreciate about them. I don't think it's a single play. Where it's just yeah, it's never just like one conceit just played out for an hour. It's all there's always definitely a lot of layers to what they're doing. It's not just I don't know recent and to have a barbecue. It's you know there's more to it. Mm, mm. Yeah, definitely. it's like that um, elevated horror. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the the way people are talking about like horror films right now, uh, and like the big trend right now is is elevating the horror like. I don't know what they're elevating it out of exactly, and it's a bit judgmental. But um, it's the idea is that you're doing this like super genre riff on something, um, but you're also yeah. doing something that's a bit more like thoughtful about PTSD or about sex work or about. Um, uh, there's one that recently came out called uh, Master, uh, which is uh, it's about racism in universities, and and it's these two uh, women of color at a, an American university trying to deal with um, the uh, systemic uh, abuse, right, basically. And yeah. it really reminded me of like, the most recent um, Torchwood play to come out, the the one about the uh, Una McCormack's one, Infidel Places, which is also, in a sense, elevated horror because it's combining like horror elements with... Mm. Uh, sorry, is this, is this too... Is this too, like out there no no, no, no absolutely no. not no. <laughs> no i see where you're coming from it, it yeah you're right um torchwood definitely sort of it, it's it's able to explore more than just oh there are aliens knocking about cardiff there's way more able to, to explore it explore more than this yeah it's able uh-huh. to go into far deeper themes and that kind of thing um we'll move on we will return to monthly torchwood and we will return to infidel places later on um but sort of the 
the release that made us want to do this episode was uh, Torchwood One Nightmares, which has been released in the last few weeks. Um, I really like the Torchwood One releases. I think they've got this really nice balance of, yep, it's definitely Torchwood, it's the Torchwood we know and love, it's familiar. Uh, but it's also got a kind of whiff of office drama about it. Uh, I said on last week's podcast, actually, that um, in some ways, some of the plots from episodes of Torchwood One could actually have been taken out of the sitcom The Office uh, and not feel too out of place. It's basically yeah. uh, The Office with with Torchwood things going on. Um, and I think sort of that particularly came across in uh, one episode in this set. But before we delve into each episode, um, just kind of want to get what you guys thought of the set in general. So Torchwood One Nightmares, uh, what did you think, Tom? I loved it. It was my first uh, Torchwood One release that I ever bought the others off the back of this one because it was so I was so impressed with it. But uh, yeah, I just thought all three, uh, just again, really fun. I'm, I'm, I think the Torchwood range, despite how dark it can be, it is just so fun, especially the third story of this set. But yeah, I just found the stories really interesting. I found they, um, they, they, there was quite a nice range. Just like even though it's called Torchwood or Nightmares, that only really applied to the first one. The other two were doing quite different things. Like you say, there was an office drama one, and then there was like a a, a big comedy one. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of stretched across the various different genres that Torchwood can quite mm. easily touch on. Uh, Alex, what did you think? Um, I I liked it. I didn't love it. <laughs> I really loved the third one, Less Majesty. Um, the oh. the aforementioned uh comedy farce. I thought that was really, really, really funny and clever and very meta. Um and cool. And the other two I don't know. They were good, but they weren't great. You know, I expect like <laughs> like something like eight out of ten and they were still like seven. If you know what I mean. Oh, ten. <laughs> Ooh, seven out of ten review. <laughs> no, I'm not meaning. Like, it's just what I think. <laughs> no, actually, he's getting very spurious right now. No, um, <laughs> I, I would completely agree with you that uh, Less Majesty was the best episode in the set ever. ever. <laughs> uh, it was definitely the best episode in the set. It did have that brilliant level of comedy. I love the idea that they're all going off and experimenting with retcon because it's all <laughs> yeah everyone's getting a bit bored of retcon so let's turn it into yeah let's just a drug that just calms it. you down don't they literally have a line about that it's like uh retcon was being overused let's try karma calm um and <laughs> yeah. then yeah and then um who is it that plays a bond again uh tracy ann overman she calls it comic con at one point um yeah <laughs> <laughs> It was an absolutely oh. brilliant episode. And just... I mean, any story where the characters decide to get high from us, <laughs> you're onto a winner. Yeah, yeah. They just decide to take some more when they know what it is. It is um, <laughs> it's very torch with that. I suppose even there, though, there's some kind of underlying message that we've actually seen in other Torchwood as well. That is, um, you know, a lot. Of, you get a lot of good things out of Torchwood, and you can have too much of a good thing. And that kind of goes right back to the first ever episode when Susie was, you know, she became a serial killer just so she could use the glove a bit more. I actually got a bit like high, didn't she, of the killing people sort of thing. Yeah, and I, I well, you know, like, you know, like she got like a bit of a rush. And then you know there were questions bit... about whether, you know, power that comes with being in touch will corrupts and that kind of thing. I suppose Norton's touched on that quite a bit, and it's um. It was quite interesting that that was done in a very comical way when actually whole episodes, even whole story arcs, have kind of hinged on it in the past. Yeah, mm. like the, um, the very immediate story, like immediate previous story, um, the the uh, Patel story, I can't remember what it was called. Oh my God, my brain tonight. Lola. Um, Lola. Lola, of course, Lola. Uh, they had that bit where like they go to the retcon cupboard and the retcon cupboard is bare. Um, and then they turn to each other and it's just like, well, where's all the retcon gone? It's like, obviously a whole bunch of people took it home and they're just like, they talk about it being used for PTSD, but I was sitting here thinking like, 
Like, there's a designer drug element to this thing, and the way that, like... Yeah. Yeah, like, I... It reminded me a bit, like, the legal high thing that was going around, like, years ago now. Mm. Um, That sort of thing of just, like, drugs, but tasteful, tasteful drugs, I guess. Oh, I saw it as, like, a whole bunch of people were helping themselves with the roofies cabinet, but, um... Well, yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> um... And again, a very, very tortured thing. You know, they, they've got this power and each and every person there in their own little way does abuse it. Um, yeah, it's particularly interesting. So, um, well, both me and Alex have kind of already answered this question, so I'm just going to put it to you, Tom. What was your favourite one of the set? What was your favourite story? Uh, I'm free, free, less majesty. Uh, just... Oh, it's it, it just, it was hilarious. I was literally like, laughing out loud in public, like, on the train, just, because it was just so funny. There's so many, like, oh, so good lines, like, I am the chair, the chair is me, just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a... also another one from Yanto, I was like, I'm angry, so I'm going to go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> it was, an, uh, that was a brilliant Yanto impression, by the way. Um, but it, it was such a good script. It was incredibly good, incredibly witty. It was kind of, it was Torchwood playing it safe. You know, it was a bit of a sex farce, wasn't it? Which it's it's certainly not the first time we've had that out of Torchwood. But yeah, very, very well done. It was really good to do it with that set of characters. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it sounds like you guys did as well. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's excellent. release of the year so far. It's... Yeah, it's interesting to see sort of um, how the Torchwood One range has developed because the first set is it's one story sort of across three episodes, mm. um, and then ever since then they've kind of stuck with it. The story's been thematically linked as opposed to directly. Um, Were they thematically linked the... this time? Uh, uh... Less so this time, I suppose. Um, well, I suppose you've got nightmares in the sense that, you know, oh, God, today's been a nightmare. There was a dead member of the royal family in this hotel room and Yvonne hmm. was there. And um, I, Maybe that's where they were going with that. I agree that sort of nightmares is the the least thematically linked one. And, it, you know, we've come a long way from two sets ago where the theme was the War Machine sequels. <laughs> um, oh, that was. It, it was I a good set. They were good War Machine sequels. It was a well, good set. I think. I think there is something thematically there in Machines about the way that, um, like, a modern office space. Certainly, the way that Yvonne runs Tortured One treats everyone instrumentally. Um, yeah. So you've got, like, uh, you've got Wotan, who literally is like the super machine consciousness in the first story that treats people as 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 parts. Um, our minions. And then the second story is about Yvonne sort of treating her relationship with Yanto and and that sort of like boss subordinate messed up relationship they have, which I think she also sees him as a bit of a tool to be used. Uh, not a joke. Um, and then the, the final story, uh, nine to five, is really about like temping and the way that temps are abused in like office structures. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. so. Office workers as machines, as much as the war machines were machines. Yeah, I, I, I like that. The, at the end of the day, it's a very, it's a very, very torchwood sort of message about, uh, I suppose, capitalism. Really, isn't it? Mm. Uh, and how we're all drones. Well, that that got quite deep very quickly, didn't <laughs> it? <laughs> oh, I think. I don't know. Like, I think it's that's that's kind of what these stories go for. Like I said, like there's an elevated oh, yeah, absolutely. quality to it, or an elevated something, or just have a brain. I don't know. Um, Indeed, uh, we'll move on a little bit then, and we will move towards. Uh, well, we'll move back towards uh, monthly Torchwood. Uh, so, Infidel Places uh, came out a couple of days after Torchwood One Nightmares. Um, Infidel Places. It's an interesting one. It's a Queen Victoria one, and I get that they are sort of relatively not divisive, but I think they do have their detractors. Uh, Alex, what did you think? Um, 
Uh, I liked it. I was pretty happy that it came in like a like a set of six, right? Like I don't think I would have bought this by itself, but like I'm pretty happy to have it as part of a subscription. It's um, it's a it's a smart story, but I think it's a bit dry. Ultimately, like it's saying some kind of clever things, um, but I wasn't like super involved in like the emotional subplot with um, you know this 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 girl who's who's rebelling against um uh the 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 oxford university system and queen victoria who's sort of like standing by and sort of acting as an observer and commentator for most of the story like it just wasn't super emotionally compelling if you know what i mean what did you think of it uh I'm just going to jump in before before uh, civil wars get started and point out that it was Cambridge and not Oxford. Oh, which, oh my bad. Um, I, I really, really do not think we can understate the importance of that distinction. <laughs> I mean, they're all just um, old mossy buildings down there somewhere. I don't know what the deal is yeah, with them. It's, it's a load of old buildings down south where people are clever. That's that's basically the, the you're all down south to me. <laughs> well, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> <a> certain point. <laughs> um, I did quite like it. I, I, I'm one of those people who sort of approaches a Queen Victoria audio thinking I'm either going to really love this or it's maybe not going to be my favourite. I definitely think it was one of the better Victoria stories. Probably not the best. Uh, I did really like. I'm still trying to remember the name of the one where uh, she's in a straight jacket on the cover oh the crown it's called the crown <laughs> um, which i think was the victoria one before this um mm-hmm. i did really enjoy that uh this one it was good uh but i think now we've kind of we've done this story a few times queen victoria we've goes peak queen victoria <laughs> we've reached peak queen victoria uh, Victoria goes somewhere where something weird's happening. People criticise her reign in the British Empire and how she handles things. Um, and she comes out on top anyway because she's Queen Victoria. Um, and I think that te- that seems to have been the theme. I am sort of simplifying it a bit, but that seems to have been the theme through pretty much everything She's led, certainly. I mean, she had a couple of appearances before she became a lead in these releases. Mm. Uh, would you Would you agree with that, Alex? Um, I don't know if she comes out on top in the end, really. Like, uh, how spoilery can we go into? How many How many details can we unravel? Oh, oh they, they've been warned. Let's unwrap it. Okay. Um, so there's a there's a woman whose name starts with o i cannot remember her name for life i've heard this story twice now and i cannot remember any character's name um anora anora that's it um anora begins with yeah, a <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't spell Shush. Um, it's fine <laughs> Um, it's in London, so it's like it's got. A so somebody, somebody whose name begins with O, that's in Oxford. Is is that right? Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent O for Oxford. Um, yeah. So um, she's real mad at the patriarchy, right? And she wants to like smash the state, burn down the buildings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, not. I'm exaggerating, but um, she's real mad. And, and and she takes it upon herself to be the the devil who drags men to hell on a very literal level. Like she's like interested in string theory, they imply, and she uses this string theory knowledge to literally punch holes into other dimensions and then just take all the guys who won't vote for women's rights and just unless cart them off to hell. And I think the, the story implies that Queen Vic realizes this about 10 minutes into the play. And she spends the rest of the story just sort of waiting to see what will happen, running around with her like little like steampunk Gaga counter thing that goes it's like a bleepy bloopy machine. That um, that just like it's what it George is. George would call it that. <laughs> um, yeah, she gets her bleepy blooper out and just makes noises, and everyone's like, "What are you doing with your thing?" And she's just like, "Nothing, nothing." And she shoves it back into her enormous handbag. Um, <laughs> like she's like. Uh, by the way, like, that was that was a Queen Victoria impression that was even better than Tom's Yanto impression. <laughs> um, 
Look, I, I, I genuinely like Rowena Cooper in the role. I think she's really fun. Um, oh, yeah, she's great. And then, at, and then at the end of the story, um, Honora with the O, um, she, she's just like, um, bye now, Queen Vic. Uh, I don't want to be part of this Oxford Dom thing anymore. It was dumb. But you know what? You're also dumb. Goodbye to all of you. I'm going to go live in hell. And Queen Vic's like, no, my empire is much more important than hell. And she's like, nah, 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 it's real tiny. Bye. And, um, and, and then she looks to, looks to the audio camera and goes, they're the same thing. And then walks away. That, that's pretty much it. Uh, you've not heard it, have you, Tom? But yeah, that's no, pretty but... much it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it was fun. It was a good episode. Uh, I agree with uh, what you said, Alex, about, you know, I'm glad it's in the subscription. I'd never have gone seeking out that story mm. uh, on its own, though. But that that's absolutely why I buy the bundles. I go to the bundles yeah. because See, same, like, I, I, I want to hear it a lot. Uh, subscribed or anything and i'm probably not gonna i'm probably just gonna pick and choose and infinite places isn't one i'm going to choose but you know um yeah it's it's one of those if you see it if big finish put it on sale get hold of it give it a listen but uh buy it if you love oxford i would i wouldn't have sort (laughs) of or cambridge sucked out me set up Sort it out myself. So yeah. Um other highlights of the main the monthly range with Torchwood? Anything that you think's particularly brilliant or gruesome or anything like that? Anything you want to mention? Uh, oh, you go ahead. Um I mean like this the great thing about Torchwood is that there's something to say really about nearly every release I find. Like uh, Moving Targets and one that I listened to recently. And that's it's quite a slow burn. It's a Susie Costello story, uh, but especially by the ending, it's just it's really interesting how it folds out. How it, you know, because obviously Susie, um, you know, she she's a she's a baddie or whatever. She like in, in the first episode of Torchwood, she, um, she's the villain and then gets killed off. But, um, but it's sort of seeing that development, I guess, of seeing where the warning signs were that she was getting a bit really like apathetic and mm. yeah just sort of like i don't know it's just it's really cool and um and yeah and obviously what she does some uh what she, what the ending of the re- uh, story really uh, stuck out to me it's quite a, it's a really good one yeah um it's i mean it's been a long time since i listened to it but from what i remember it was very much it, it gave us an insight into how Susie became how she was in Everything Changes. Mm. It was, it was uh, and I think there have been a few Susie ones that have sort of done similar things. Like we just sort of see her oh, yeah, drifting I love it. away from the these supposed... So I become disassociated sort of with yeah, absolutely. Guess, reality a bit. Sort of the rules and guidelines of Torch will go out the window just very, very slowly. She's so dysregulated with her emotions. I think Indira Vama plays the role so well. Um, yeah. Like, you can tell that she doesn't have a lot of, like, um, baseline control, like, over her emotions. So she'll scat, so, like, she'll she'll try going for happy, and she'll go so far over the edge, she'll start crying. I mean, not literally, but, um, mm. like, like, she doesn't seem to have a lot of, I think it's more obvious in sync, where she doesn't seem to have a lot of control over over how she's feeling at any one moment. Like her, her voice sort of like will go a little bit too far sometimes, or she'll get into like there's a bit in sync where she gets into a laughing fit and just can't stop laughing. Um and I, I find that very like accurate and compelling, unfortunately. Like um just like the experience of of of, of becoming sort of like mentally destabilized um rings pretty true to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great yeah, performance. Absolutely. Um anything in particular you'd like anything else in particular you'd like to mention, Alex? Any episode that stands out? Oh man, I I love Dollhouse. I love the Dollhouse. Um I, I've been a hey. I've been a big proponent on of it, um, you know, amongst friends. I've been trying to push it on people. Um I think it's 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 really fun. It's it's really slick and and fast paced, which I really like, and it's got that sort of like really strong cartoony vibe, 
um like i love the cover yeah, yeah. it's the three of them like doing charlie's angel poses and they're like kicking the screen and like the um oh like the, the cd it's one of those ones you have to own on cd to get the effect i don't own on cd uh but they like they're breaking like the glass case of the cd and i love that um and it's like that's yeah. a vibe that's throughout the entire thing where they're like 2d like cartoon american characters that are sort of like like springing around with a lot of energy well it is a pastiche on that sort of american 70s 80s really cheesy action show mm, but mm, then mm. it's that show being like mashed together with the very dark tone and very real tone of torchwood and seeing how they sadly uh, suffer for it yeah <laughs> did... am i right in thinking it was uh juno dawson who wrote that one as well Mm-hmm. Um, obviously gone on to write Doctor Who Redacted which we're all loving at the it's moment and I've, I've, I've only heard good things about it um, but yeah The Dollhouse it's, it was an earlier one wasn't it and it was I wonder actually if the sort of monthly Torchwoods have lost that level of experimentation because around the same time we had a World War 2 one as well didn't we um mm with Simon Russell Beale in it, uh, The Dying Room. Is that The Dying Room? The Dying Room, yeah. Right. Uh, and we were kind of looking at different aspects of Torchwood through the ages and, you know, even in different countries. And, yeah, we've lost that a little bit. Um, I want caveman Torchwood. I mean, <laughs> I suppose we've lost that a little bit, but we've also gained sort of the Queen Victoria releases and Norton, and everybody loves Norton. Norton's such a great creation. That sounds like a monthly range. Everybody I loves North. <laughs> I want to know where we're getting Torchwood down under. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think stuff. I think stuff like they should start doing more stuff like that because, like, what we're getting at the minute is is nice. But I feel like I I do hope we do start getting more um, dollhouses and yeah, yeah. I want yeah, of that sort of kin. I want to see, like, Yanto do a big fish-out-of-water thing because he's so British and he's so polite and just to deal with, like, Australian, like, like working-class culture and him dealing with Eshes and and Bogans and and all other, like, minutiae of, like, our, our stereotypes and subgroups and uh, slang. Um, I think it would be really fun. Swearing. Swearing. I can't believe I'm not allowed to swear on this. It's un-Australian. Oh. Ianto going down under, It's they they wouldn't be able to resist calling that release Man at Work, would they? They just wouldn't be able to resist. Um, oh, and that joke didn't land. Fine. Is that a song? Is it? Is it like... Is this before yeah, my Men time? at Work did a song called Down... I'm editing this whole bit out, so forget it. But... <laughs> no, it's Move, it's keep, keep it, keep it. it. <laughs> a podcast of spurious jokes. <laughs> podcast of terrible jokes that don't land. Um, okay, note to self. I was going to say dumb down references, but I think do the opposite, actually. I think that was the dumbest reference we can get. But um, I suppose recently these sort of looking at other aspects of Torchwood that we don't normally see. Uh, we have had Empire of Shadows, which brought mm, back yeah, that's uh, true. Zachary Cross Flane. And I suppose if you squint, maybe the red list as well, um, we finally got Colchester in the monthly range. Um, I mean, it, yeah, I, I, I'm not, obviously I've not heard a, a lot of the recent stuff, but... At least in the early ones, I feel like there's a direction, and then obviously you had the continuing adventures. Do you feel like there's maybe like a direction at the minute in the range that it's not? I have to admit, I necessarily, I do head in somewhere. Quite miss that kind of build up with all the committee stuff that we had in was it maybe the first twelve releases. Um, mm. It was basically everything released before uh, the Torchwood Archive had some reference to the committee, and it did feel like mm. it was building and going somewhere. And I still don't think the committee's kind of reached its its peak no. potential yet. It, it's it's definitely sort of been unmasked and it's out there in the open. And um, uh, Torchwood Archive dealt with it, and uh, God Amongst Us, God Among Us, sorry, uh, dealt with it. We had a committee play recently. They just don't call them that. Um, uh, the The Black Knight by A.K. Benedict is yes. a co- is I think they imply the committee's involved with that. 
as well. Um, um, Black Knight was Lisbeth Miles, wasn't it? Oh, Lisbeth Miles, my bad. My yes. bad. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I see what you mean. It's still kind of there occasionally, but it really doesn't have that momentum that those first twelve releases had on most of the first twelve. But releases. also, obviously, you know, it's not that's not all necessarily. Man, I know the pandemic pushed a mm-hmm. lot of the continuing stuff back and other factors. So. But it's it's been consistently strong, um, and considering that one writer has pretty much covered <laughs> well, a year's worth, um, you know, fair play to James Goss for still Jimmy G. Like, producing something incredible <laughs> every month throughout the pandemic. I mean, there's a joke sort of going around Twitter um, that sort of he's been locked in a basement and forced to just write Torchwood releases. That's my um, joke. I think it's. Is that your joke? I made that joke up, and like Scott oh, Hancock. Sure. It is. A, Sorry, it is I... I've seen it on Twitter, but maybe people have been copying you. <laughs> no, I, I swear I came up with this joke originally. Um, it was it was on. I don't know if this is talking out of school or whatever, but like it was on Galvray Base, and I made these jokes about um, Scott um Scott Hancock uh keeping keeping James Goss <laughs> <laughs> locked in his basement uh forcing him forcing, like, like locked up forcing to, him yeah. to ride torchwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got like a mannequin um, of dog bowls full of like no water or whatever it is riders drink. Human tears. I, um it's it, it's whiskey. It's wine and whiskey. <laughs> um maybe maybe you're a huge trendsetter, Alex. Maybe this <laughs> this, 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 I, I swear I've seen this joke on Twitter sort of every time another torch was being released and James Goss's name's on it. Um, there have been loads of people going, oh, he's still locked in that basement. He's still being forced to write Torchwood. But he's written I mean, really good Torchwood. So the basement technique obviously works. <laughs> the basement technique. I, I, yeah. All writers learn at writer school. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I was wondering whether it was it was a prelude to him quitting the range forever. Um, uh, mm. Like, like it, he had to get every single idea out there, you know, all of his like, um, like oh, I really want to do the script. I really want to do Centauran communism or socialism. Really, I really want to do um, like a Billa story where he's not the bad guy. Um, uh, you know. Um, and 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 then he was just gonna fly away and leave forever. But um, thank God he's still around. I really really liked his most recent play, uh, Les Majesty. He's so funny. Yeah, uh, but has has he been? He seen, always impresses me. Has he been seen in public at all? Sort of since <laughs> since lockdown in the UK ended. Like I, I want to know, know that he's know, out the basement. Perhaps you haven't seen him recently, so who knows? It's just that he live in Turkey now? outside his house, but does he? Yeah, I think he does. I don't know. Yeah, Jimmy G goes where Jimmy G wants. (laughs) (laughs) He's earned that right by single-handedly keeping Monthly Torchwood alive throughout the pandemic. Fair play. I I mean, yeah, I love that one of the last ones is literally about how much he hates the pandemic. Uh, The Red List. It's about him being trapped. Oh, it's about Ace and Colchester. Definitely not Jimmy G being trapped in a in a in a pandemic hotel room just going out of their minds um i like that he's clearly sort of like drawing from real life for that one yeah something everybody can relate to i think um (laughs) yeah totally um so i suppose my next question uh and we've sort of answered it but i'm gonna go to each of you for kind of a definitive statement on it anyway is uh, the monthly Torchwood range? What do we want to see from it in the future? So, sort of what would be dream character to bring into it, or dream story, or thing for them to tackle? Uh, Tom, you go first. Oh, uh, future of Torchwood. Um, I mean, I want obviously we're getting another Torch uh, episode. Obviously, I think I think there's some uh, Owen. Have I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just had a <laughs> uh, a brain empty. Oh, Owen. It, yeah. Owen dies and that. Well, spoilers, but 
I don't know why my brain's just gone. So, but anyway, more, more, more of him. <laughs> yeah. More, more, yeah, more Torchwood. Just... So what you want from the Torchwood range is more Torchwood. <laughs> more, more Torchwood. Excellent. I want, I want, I want, I want twelve releases coming every month for the next twelve months. So if we're getting that, <laughs> then I'm happy. Just lock James Goss back up in the, uh, in the <laughs> yeah. yes. the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> get get back in the basement and get writing. It's not over yet. Uh, Alex, what about you? Um, uh, like the bad thing is, if any of them listen, any of the writers listen to this podcast, these ideas will never happen. So I obviously need to pick the worst ideas possible. So they will never ever happen. Um, but then your ideas on. But then, <laughs> well, um, like I said, I really want to. I really want Yanto goes down under. Uh, you know, uh, Yanto Yanto deals with torture with Australia. I think Yanto that'd be great. Hilariously <laughs> named. Hilariously named man at work, of course. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Um, I um, I I had this idea ages and ages ago. I swear these aren't all Yanto fixations. Um. Uh, where it's we get a version of of um, the tortured one. Uh, what's that one? Uh, Army of Ghosts Doomsday. But we get that from like Yanto and Lisa's perspective, like all the people who are still. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. And you could sort of use that to cap off like the tortured one range, um, in some sense. Um, I, I want more Andy and Yvonne. I think they're an epic pairing, and I'd love to see more of them in in future stories. Um, and yeah, just 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 more, just more, <sighs> just more. I really like what they're doing. Oh, I, no, more sets, more stories set in the future. I like the I like the potential that the 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 Zachary time period era opened up. And there's still a whole bunch of unresolved yeah. plot threads from the Torchwood archive. Well, they could even do a they could even do a set set on you know before before the Ood Torchwood, whatever his name is before the Ood like pre Ood. The pre yeah the pre Ood. One thing I've always sort of wished they would do is kind of explore kind of where Torchwood were when uh, the third Doctor was exiled on Earth, because huh. I struggle to believe the that they didn't... Family. I struggle to believe that they didn't quite interfere, and then you think about all of these sort of minister types that turned up during the Pertwee era. Whenever whenever Brigadier went to Geneva, he was going to talk to <laughs> Exactly. But I'm, I'm thinking of characters like... Um, Mr. Chin in Claws of Axos, who's all, oh, yes, we've got to get this technology for the benefit of the British. And it's just, it's very Torchwood. There is something very, very Torchwood about mm. it. Um, maybe Lupton from Planet of the Spiders as well. So, you know, did he have some link to Torchwood? Because he, you know, he was aware of otherworldly things before that story started. So yeah, I'd I'd quite like them to kind of go back and explore how Torch would have been in the background of the Doctor's history on Earth, um, which Stranded has kind of done. Um, they've kind of got 2020 Torchwood hovering around McGann and making sure everything's okay without actually directly interfering. But um, they yeah, can't they could say have done that in the Pertwee era. They're from Torchwood, which yeah. I think is kind of funny because otherwise it would like give the game away because he would know like a random word before like yeah. it comes around to like learning the mysterious word. It would have been funny if they did like a massive reveal and he was like, "Well, I've never heard of that." <laughs> sort of or, um, or we can just you know mind wipe McGann like everyone else has. Oh no, no, that poor man's brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just mostly um, whole. Not, not even, not even the eighth doctor. The character just Paul McGann. Just his, yeah, just, just, just mind wipe just... Paul McGann. <laughs> no, what's, no, it's, what's Doom Coalition? I've never heard of. It's, it's still 1996, Paul. You've only just done the film. We're doing a million more. <laughs> have you guys? Have both of you heard? Where's the wig? Stranded. Then. Uh, yes, I'm fully up to date with I've it. I've heard Stranded one and two. Ah, I've, you... I've finished Stranded. We talked about it um, uh, a couple of weeks ago. One thing we actually talked about in that episode was how great it would be if we had Torchwood versus Unit versus the Forge. 
uh, and maybe versus Linda as well. We weren't too sure on that point. But, um... <laughs> Linda would wipe the floor with them. Only if Linda Absolutely. comes out on top. But yeah, relationship. We you you have an army. We've got an absorber. Torchwood's <laughs> relationship. Okay, let's come <laughs> running out. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Are they all still in the absorber loft? Is this how they win? Are they, yeah. are they piloting it around like it's a mech? <laughs> like, eventually like like assemble a... and it's just a mole getting absorbed. Like. <laughs> I was thinking more like Gundam robot style, but yeah, totally. Yeah. I sincerely hope James Goss is listening to this in his basement and just making notes like, yes, yes, all of it is brilliant. <laughs> he needs to see more sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I have a serious question. I have a serious question about Andy and Stranded. Um, okay. Does his characterization remotely match up with the characterization he has in the Torchwood plays? No. 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 I think it no. matches up with the Andy that we see on TV. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of that. lost a bit of big finish development there, but. It, it's still definitely recognisably Andy. It's definitely not anybody else. Well, but... it's, it's the mm. actor. <laughs> well, yes. You know, it, 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 Are it you sure it's not Jacob Dudman? <laughs> no. <laughs> Could be. Maybe John Coleshaw. I mean, he was in Stranded, so obviously he doubled up. You never know. He's tripling up later in the year. Um, but yeah, it's still unmistakably that character, but I do agree that he's, he's sort of... Um, He's come a long way in particularly sort of Aliens Among Us, God Among Us. Mm. And yeah, maybe we did lose some of that development with his inclusion in Stranded. Yeah, I um, mean, like, I couldn't really tell. I mean, I could sort of tell because I know Andy's, like, I knew he was quite different. And then when I got to Stranded, he was very much just the police officer in the show. Like, mm. it, there's only really one episode of Torchwood where he really starts to push, at least from what I've seen. He's. Um, I don't know if he's in Miracle Day, but briefly, um, briefly, right? Maybe he's been helping but, uh, himself to the in retcon. the series two episode with the missing kids. They start to push him a bit there, but otherwise, he, you know, he's not. He's sort of a bit one note to me. Yeah, but because uh, like it's. Um, but then when I listened sorry, to Ghost Mission, then I could tell that yeah, that that's just he is a very different character. Big finish for the better, I feel. But then Stranded's very much. TV Andy, because he's so he's so lovely in Stranded, and he's often used as mm. the voice of like of like reason, but like naivety. He's like very sensitive, um, and he's all just like fascists in Britain. Oh no, oh, this is so worrying. I can't believe this could happen here. Or um, or like he just gets very excited about aliens and like oh the rhino people, rhino babies. Oh my god. Uh, versus, uh, I think he was his second, third appearance in the monthly main range. He's like, yes, I believe in genocide. We should definitely kill this entire race of alien. Go. Mm. <laughs> and also, just... he's like impressed by time travel. When doesn't he have like literal, like multiple box sets of him time traveling? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's just he's just really <laughs> undercover. He's point. really method. He's really method about making sure the doctor does not recognize. Yeah, literally, he's just. <laughs> They tried to mind wipe the ape doctor, but the mind wiped him instead. Yeah, he took uh, he took all of tortured one's dose. Like he took the um... of retcon. Uh, yeah, for all the stranded, he's just high. It's just yeah, it's just he's the just... doctor's not even there. It's just it's just all his hallucinations. Just a hypno party. Um, <laughs> a retcon party. Yes, retcon definitely not roofies. Retcon party. So uh, anyway, <laughs> on on that. Um, forgettable note. We'll move on. <laughs> Boo. No, don't, don't. Oh, you laughed at that one. Yeah, well, that was a good. All one. right, yeah, okay. it was a good joke. <laughs> I only laugh at jokes. <laughs> right, we'll move on. Um, so, just what is becoming rapidly becoming a regular feature on this podcast? Um, I towards the end of the episode, which we indeed are. Just ask you very quickly to tell me what else you've been listening to over the last few weeks. What have the highlights of your big finish listening been? So, Tom, you go first. Well, well Torchwood, isn't it? Yeah, but what else? <laughs> or have you literally Torchwood. just listened to nothing that... but Torchwood? <laughs> uh, let me have a look. I, obviously, I've been listening to Redacted, uh, which is fabulous. Um, really recommend that. 
Uh, I listened to the Mind of Hody out this week. Uh, a bit late to Ooh. part in that one, but very, very, uh, very solid stuff there from Russell T. Davis. Yeah, excellent. Um, what about you, Alex? Uh, so I got confused as to which podcast would be coming up would be coming up first. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of the stories from Big Finishes for first fifty and back issues of The Economist. Um, um, so I, I, I think you've just I think you've just dropped a spoiler about the future of this podcast there <laughs> a spoiler of spoilers uh, yes yeah. coming up in the not too distant future we will have yeah, an episode could... about the early days of Big Finish and you can listen to me talk about Necromantia Minuet in Hell um Flip flop. What are the other ones I was listening? I've literally listened to all of these. The Dark Flame. I picked all of the ones that had like low scores on the time scales, and I was like, "Can I find something interesting and exciting about this?" I have a. I, I quite liked. Okay, it's not great, but I I I, I found some things I quite liked about Minuet and Hell, and I think it's aged I, better than I you agree. think it would. I listened That's to it take. probably about a year ago, maybe just over a year ago, but actually, I found. A similar thing, but we will save that for Big Finish, the early days, which is coming up soon. Um, in the next episode, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the War Doctor, uh, which should coincide with the release of Battlegrounds, uh, which is coming relatively soon at the time of recording this. Um, we're going to be talking about his appearance in Day of the Doctor and various other bits too, so... That will be next time, uh, but that is all we've got time for this week. So thank you very much, Tom and Alex, for coming on. It's been great to have you, and I definitely want to talk about Torchwood more with you in the future. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks, mate. We shall... Um, I mean, th- there's so much Torchwood we've not really covered. We haven't really covered Norton today. We've mentioned him, but we haven't talked about Norton properly. So good. Yeah, well, I mean, I was saying to Alex uh, before the podcast that, you know, Torchwood podcast sequel to Torchwood, to, to, you know, like... Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's maybe that's the podcast where everything changes and m- maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe by feel, then we will like, be ready. I feel very different, to be honest. I feel like everything's pretty similar, but yeah. soon. I'm, I'm going to sort of leave, leave this room now, look outside and maybe see Abaddon knocking about or something like that. And you're going like to have a deep that. monologue and you're going to have a, you're going to have a pan over Cardiff even though you like, yeah. don't live there. I love that you guys maybe... have like outside that you can see. It's pitch black here. Because <laughs> you guys are well, in the middle of the day. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly 12 o'clock at this time so it's middle of the night for you. Yeah, it's only, it's only 9pm. It's not that late. But... <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, um, so yeah, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, we will talk more Torchwood in the future, uh, but that's that is the end of another podcast. We've done it again; four episodes completed. So thanks very much to Tom. Thank you very much, and thank you to Alex. Thank you, and uh, and we'll um, we'll do another one soon. So goodbye, everyone. Bye.